Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the She Ventures Now podcast. I am your host, Gayon Nicole. And in this episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Henrietta Fasanier, who is an MD and PhD student at the University of Florida studying cancer biology. And what I love about this again is a lot of these women live, a lot of my guests for this season's podcast, live very full lives. Obviously, they have very enriched lives. Henrietta is just one example of them being a student, full-time student who is studying for her medical degree and her PhD at the same time, stopped from her day to take part in this love project that I started um, when I posted it on my Facebook wall that I needed, you know, some interviews with women who were willing to share on their journey of being single. You know, she was one of the first ones to respond and I love that and I'm hoping that you can glean some insight some encouragement if you are single um, and even if you're not single some ways in which you can relate better to your single friends and even offer some cheer or some encouragement to them not to say your single friends are always dismal or discouraged but at least people can relate more to people women guests on my show who are offering up more insight into their life and how they view their singleness. With that said, enjoy. All right, perfect. I just hit the record button. We are back and live. Henrietta, thank you so much for your patience. Oh my gosh. Oh, no problem. <laughs> um, I can't tell you how much it's been a learning curve of just trying to up, trying to, to get this podcast up and running and getting everybody on board with using all the tech stuff. So I really appreciate it. And you're doing all this for free. So, you know, kudos to you for just bearing with me to share parts of your life that you do not need to share, which segues into the very first question. Um, First off, if you can just kind of repeat your introduction, because we're going to use this piece instead of the other one, just so that everybody is aware who you are. Go ahead. No problem. So I'm Henrietta. Um, I'm currently a MD-PhD student at the University of Florida, and I... Oh, sorry. Okay, so should I, I don't remember if you asked me to talk about why I wanted to do this. Yes, go ahead, for sure. Okay. Should I start over? Or, um... Yeah, just, you know, kind of let us all know what made you willing to share about singleness, which is sort of, you know, honestly, a hard topic to talk about. Not many people go into detail about what they're learning while they're single, the, the struggles that they face. So I definitely want to peek through um, just in a window into your heart and know what makes you willing to share, especially in a recorded interview, right? So. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm Henrietta and I am an MDPhD student at the University of Florida. And I really wanted to just share my experience as a single person. I think that uh, everything that we go through in life is, um, can be used to help other people and help them grow and learn and I hope that the time that I've been single has taught me some things to prepare me not only um, as, a, as an individual, but as a wife. So anything that I can do to help other people is what I'm here for. Perfect. Yeah, that's sort of been my story too. Um, I, I think I mentioned this earlier, but I want to say it again. Um, I think from a very young age, I felt like anything that I learned as a lesson learned in life, um, I wanted to share it. I, I started doing that from a from like grade school. And so... As it follows, I got older and now I'm here. (laughs) I'm wanting to share about the lessons learned as a single woman. 
So let's begin. Let's talk. Let's let's take a deep dive into some struggles, right? Henrietta, I want to mm-hmm. hear your stories of how you have felt extra single in your season of not being married. Can you tell tell us one of them? Sure. I think for me, um, as like an undergrad and in high school, like my dream was always to go to medical school. So like I never cared about being single or anything like that. I was like, oh, I don't need to get married as long as I become a doctor. Like <laughs> my life will be everything that I want it to be. Um, and then being in medical school and it just being such a hard season, like I learned so much, but it was um, just emotionally difficult, like intellectually difficult. Um, I really, at that time, I was like, oh, wow, like this is a time in which if I had a partner, like I would have someone to kind of talk to my talk through my struggles with and um, and could help me to like to kind of process what's going on during this time. Um, so th- I think that was the first time where I felt like, oh, like it is just me, especially at that time. It was my first time away from my family, away from my mother and my brother. So um, that was, I think, the first time I felt like super single. Right. I think you brought up a really huge point of just how Um, And some people don't realize this. It's not just about the romantic part of having a partner, but the emotional strength of having a companion. You can bounce off ideas and, like you said, help process difficult seasons of your life. So that's that's a huge thing. Did you ever feel extra single before medical school? Because that's a huge part of your life that you go through without, you know, before medical school. How old are you now, may I ask? Um, I'm 27 now. I actually just had my birthday a few weeks ago. Um, <laughs> um, so for me, honestly, no. Like, I had my family. I had friends. I was always so busy. And um, I really was just, I'm a very, like, goal-oriented person. So I was like, anything right. that would not be conducive to me getting into medical school is not something that I'm going to think about <laughs> right at this, at this time. Right. Um, so I never really considered it. Um, before I kind of like had that time to be like, okay, I'm here, but it's still not, I thought it was going to be everything and it's just not everything I thought. Right. This is good. This is a good sort of transition then to letting us in more about your story and your life. So what are some thought patterns? Let us know about some thought patterns you've had while growing up in that or even recently that you had to kind of overcome and some aha moments were, did you ever have any bad thought patterns while being single and, and some, and some that you've had to kind of um, leave behind? Yeah, there's definitely, I think that the Lord has uh, definitely been working on me and my thoughts and what I expect out of um, a partnership and a marriage. Um, So I think some of those, the thought patterns I've had, as a single um, are one, just like my sense of independence, like, oh, I should be able to do everything by myself. I should be able to handle this by myself. Um, And I think that like, for me, like the medical school experience really helped me to humble myself and be like, no, like, this is not something that you're just supposed to go through life, like, alone. Like, you're definitely supposed to have friends and family and a partner who can help you to kind of like, move through and transition through this point. Um, And I think also, for me, it was a matter of um, knowing that, like, it wasn't by anything that I do. I feel like I'm very much a doer and an action person. Like, oh, like, if I do enough, then someone will, like, consider me, like, uh, mm-hmm. to have achieved the role of being a wife kind of thing. Um, and I think that has been a pattern where that I've had to break, like, 
especially in the partners that I choose, that it's not a matter of like, oh, if I do all these things, then he'll like me. But a matter of like, I want the person who like will love me, like be the grace of all the things that I'm not. Um, and kind of like understanding that like that like true love is a matter of like grace and patience and not like how can I look like so picture perfect for this person. That's amazing. Like I wish I had sound effects right now for what you're saying. <laughs> like that's colossal. It's amazing what you said because I feel like that has been one of the top, top aha moments I've had. And something that I want to relay to my future daughters or to my peers or to people in the podcast. And even in my writings from artofsingleness.com, I had started a, I had started a previous site before and I was trying to communicate or tease out that concept of, you know, the entryway into marriage being a matter of grace rather than some goal achieved because of your hard work as a single woman. Right. right? Like mm-hmm. I think there is a pattern, especially in, in ambitious women. And, 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 and I'm not saying that, you know, ambitious women struggle with this more than even non-ambitious. I think a lot of people still have a performance mentality with mm-hmm. blessings, things that come to us um, sort of serendipitously, right? Like right, a lot right. of people meet their future partners, not as a calculated step, but because, you know, they had the similar interests, you know, from school or they met a friend of a friend or a family friend and, and it's not calculated at all. But Honestly, and I would love to hear your thought on this. What do you think about things in our culture that kind of remind us that we do have to do something to be married, right? Sort of like the books in the Christian bookstores or even in any bookstore, the self-help literature out there sort of makes you feel like you're not doing enough, right? Right. So it's weird because the balance is, is I think, you know, my, my honest opinion is I agree with you. I think that marriage is all about grace. But then so much of the the self-help with single women is like, you've got to learn how to cook. You ain't cooking enough. You're not, (laughs) you need to stop working so much. You need to work more. You need to go out more. You need to stop going out more. You know, it's like, you're, it's always some, there's for every, for every piece of advice on one end, you know, there's another piece of advice on the other spectrum. That's like, this is what you should be doing as a single woman while you're single. But do you find that, like, do you feel like the, the, the things that we see here read um, sort of make it feel like marriage is an achievement? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, like, and this is why I think, like, family is so important and making sure, like, you have a good community around you is that, like, because there is a world that tells us, like, oh, like, if you're pretty and you're, even in the church, honestly, like, if you're pretty and you you know, love the Lord and you serve your church and you, you know, are kind and you're this and you're that, then like you'll fight, like someone will see you and like automatically think that you're the one and you'll be chose. Like, and (laughs) it's like that is not, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, I think it's, it's just not, for me, I, I think it's just not godly. Like, especially when we think about like just how many people like the Lord chose and they were not at all like, some picture perfect, you know, beauty queen, you know, are uh, like the ideal man. Like the Lord uses, like always uses imperfect people, like to tell like the greatest stories. And for me, like having my mom and having, um, like I remember recently, she actually told me, and because I was talking to her about like my singleness, and she recently told me like, you you know that marriage is not an achievement. And for me, like, wow. mentally, I think I do. But then my heart, like, sometimes I'm like, no, like, I feel like, oh, if I, like, 
can do all these things and I can like cook and I can clean and I'm smart. Like, why am I still single? You know, that kind of question. But it's realizing that like you're equally as qualified to be a wife now as you were two years ago, as you were like four years ago. It's not a matter of like what you're doing or like all the things that you think you have to achieve. Like marriage isn't an achievement. Like marriage is really just the beginning of the journey when you really think about it. Like what's like you got married that doesn't show anything. Like you are preaching. Listen, listen, (laughs) y'all. Listen. Oh man, I feel like doing a black girl church dance like right now. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Like wow. It's I feel that. I felt that. I felt that Henrietta. (laughs) it's real but I think that like mentally that's something that like all single women have to remind themselves that like the goal isn't oh I need to get married that's not like the Lord doesn't want that to be your goal like you shouldn't want that to be your goal like it's not an achievement now I mean I can I push back just a little bit just because I, I really always strive for a healthy standpoint I mean at some point we navigate that both the unhealthy thought of needing marriage or wanting marriage to be an achievement because I think there's something in our pride that's like I want people to know that I have a badge of honor of marriage I have my MS Mm. my my MRS degree right like there's this (laughs) this American value of achievement that we 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 get it gets into us I mean Mm. I'm I'm Jamaican but I was raised here in America and I think achievement is an American value we strive to Mm -hmm. achieve and marriage is one of those things that kind of hop in, hops into the, the the bucket of things that we want on our list. But I think the balance to that too, and I want to hear your opinion on this, is I think to a degree, like we we want wanting marriage is healthy. Like we want to be married. We want to to, and I hate to use wording that is sort of controversial, but we. We want to be the we want to be the role of a, a wife or a mother one day. We want stability. We want to settle down, and that's okay. And that's like a healthy desire. So I wonder how do you balance right, like starving off that old thought of marriage being an achievement with a healthy thought of I want to make room for this. Does that make sense? Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, I think that's like a good question and definitely something that. Um... I hope like our listeners hear that there is a need for a balance um, in understanding that, you know, as you're developing as an individual, um, if like the Lord sees, or not really if the Lord sees, but if the Lord has that plan for you and he has that, he's put in, he's put that desire in your heart, knowing that like your husband and your spouse and your family, like that's going to come. You know, that's where the value of the weight comes in. But you realize that it's coming as a blessing, but not a blessing you earn, not a blessing that you have done anything to achieve. It's just a blessing that the Lord wants to give you. And I think that that's where that desire kind of comes from. Like you in expectation of that blessing are saying like, okay, like, yeah, like I have a desire to be married. I have a desire to be a mother. Um, But nothing I do is going to quicken that process nothing I do is going to make me a better or um or more more valuable in the eyes of someone um to to be to be a wife um realizing that like the blessings that we have they're not based on the things that we do they're just based on the grace of the Lord that he gives it to us right right that's good 
Do you think that some, but do you think that, uh, okay, again, I'm playing, (laughs) Henrietta, I'm just going to like throw at you questions. I'm like, do you think that sometimes though, some women, I think I've been guilty of this, kind of go through life like, well, I'm just waiting on the Lord to do it all. But then they like completely miss opportunities of engaging in healthy relationships with guys because they're just waiting on the Lord to do it all. Does that make sense? Well, I think I can kind of understand what you're saying. And I think that, like, that's what this, like, discernment is for. I mean, yeah. they definitely, I think we all have men who, like, come into our lives and we're really not sure. We're like, well, we don't know if this is from God or from the devil. Like, I don't, you know, and you're just kind of weighing, like, those options and saying, like, you know, do I wait or do I do something or, like, or what? Like, I don't know. Like, this guy is just here. What do I do? And I think that, you know, you have to be like spiritually healthy before you can engage in a relationship with like that and that's why like again like I think community is so is so important because like the Lord's going to give you the discernment to say like okay is he good is he not good or should I talk to him should I not talk to him but also yeah. having a community around you to say like hey girl like you know see what's up like you know I think no, that's, that's, that's good. Have to be like um, you know yeah. like if, he, if they see him and they're like no like run and you'll, you know, you'll, you'll like, hey, I'm going to wait on the Lord, but if they see him and they're like, okay, like, you know, we think that he could be um, a good potential match for you, um, you know, like, you'll pray about it, they'll pray about it kind of thing, and, um, you know, you'll know if you, what, you, what to do in essence. Right. I tell you where the reason for that question or the motivation from that question came from is I had a, last year, I quit my job, but it was an amazing experience of getting to rub shoulders with some, um, professional women. I mean, you know, 20, 20 years, my senior, and one of them in particular became a mentor. We became close and, um, she was a believer. She was Christian and she was very, um, well-decorated professionally. She was a little bit younger than my mom, but she could have been my mother. And she said to me, she was divorced. And she said to me, you know, one of the things she regrets is that she did not make more room to date in her younger years, she did not make more room to cultivate relationships that could have, um, that could have led to being married younger. And so in her later um, years, she had to make the room, it was harder and it was harder to find eligible single men. Now I have never, I, I it's like, you hear that when you're younger, but you're so young and you're, you're in college. You're like, that's never going <laughs> to happen. I'm serious. Like I don't, I remember hearing statistics about black women not getting married, blah, 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 blah. But like never giving it a second thought, like never giving it a second thought until 30 came around. And I was like, (laughs) you know, wait, I think there's, wait, there might be cause for pause. Does that make sense? So it was kind of just one of those questions. It's like, man, you know, in retrospect, you know, hindsight can be like 2020. And I think I just wanted to throw it out there to see what you thought. I, I agree with you. Community is huge. Um, and I do believe in, in sovereignty of God. I also believe in serendipity and, and all of that. I just think that sometimes there's been times in my past where I was aloof to social dynamics of just, you know, there is a, there's, and there were some guys who even <laughs> pursued me and I couldn't, I could not see them pursuing, like they were doing things and I didn't know that they no. were interested. So it, it took like friends, <laughs> hey, no, 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 he likes you. He likes you, girl. So you know, I think it was like 22 and I was like, oh, he does. And then we had, you know, it was funny. So let me ask you this. What is the one thing 
Henrietta, that you think it takes to be secure and healthy while single? Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, I, I guess for each person it is going to be different. I know for me, like, close, like, deepening my relationship with the Lord has been the one thing that, like, has really helped, kept Definitely. me, like, on solid ground as far yeah. as, like, saying, like, okay, Lord, like, you know, especially in the times where I feel like, because I think that for all, most single women, like, they they may have, like, a lot of times in their life or even in their daily life where they feel very happy with the way their life is. Most single women that I know are very successful and they have great personalities and great friends, but I think that there are moments when you kind of, like, step away and you're like, wow, like, I'm... And you kind of see, like, you're like, oh, I'm still single, you know, at a time in which you didn't think you would be. Um, so I think for me, that time where I'm like, oh, wow, like, I am single, and I didn't think I would be still be single. Like, the Lord has just been so comforting in those times and given me just so much, like, grace and given me, like, scripture to, like, to really rest upon and to say, like, okay, like, this is not by accident. Like, there are no coincidences when you're a child of God, like, this is all, like, purposed and planned, and realizing that, like, this is making me a stronger person, you know, like, and the Lord is so much more, like, he finds, he values me as an individual so much more than, like, anything else, Um, so that has helped a lot, because, yeah, it gets really rough, (laughs) it gets really rough sometimes, yeah, (laughs) no, I appreciate you sharing that, It's it's huge, That question is really pointed because there's so many things you could say, right? But I'm asking, and I appreciate you going back to like, for you, your rock is God. Your rock is your relationship with Jesus. So like, that's important because I think some people need to hear that because they think, they might think, oh, wait, no, there there must be something else. And of course, that's an opinion. Yours is right to your opinion. And I appreciate that because I feel like I want to give people a compilation of just reminders like, hey, guys. You can be confident in your singleness, even though you feel like you've been waiting a long time and you feel like you missed the boat when you did something wrong. No, that's, right. not, the, that's not the case at all. So let's start our rapid fire questions. And, and I prepped you for this because I kind of totally threw out <laughs> the old rapid fire questions. And I totally, you are my first, you're sort of like, not, you're not my guinea pig, but you're my first person. <laughs> of getting um, this, the new and improved rapid fire questions. And basically I want you to give me the juice. I want you to the best okay. of your ability to answer these questions um, sort of as short, as short as possible, but give me your thoughts, your opinion on these rapid fire questions. Number one, dating or courting, which term do you use and why? I prefer dating and, and courting for me, it, it just sounds really old fashioned. <laughs> uh, I think dating. <laughs> I think dating is like I I'm in a time in my life where I want things to be kind of light like like I mean I I hope that it would be it would lead to something serious but I think for me I would personally be very scared like if a young man came up to me and said he just wanted to court me like I would be like <laughs> Right. I want to get married, but not like that sounds like we're trying to get married in the next year. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know you. Like, I like dating. Dating is like, oh, you know, I want to get to know you. I want to, you know, take you to the park, take you to the movies kind of thing. And it just seems like, okay, like I'm I'm going to have a new friend. And then if it leads to something more, it, le- it leads to something more. But it doesn't necessarily put the pressure on. We have Love to get it. married. Love it. So second question. Do you think singles are neglected in the church or no? 
I think that there could be more ministry to singles, um, but I think that, like, as far as, at least for, in my church, I don't think that, it, I think there's so many of us, I think there's so many of us right. that yeah. it's, it's hard, it's hard to be, it's one of those things where it's like, you, they're going to know you, they're going to know you're single, but it just may not be something like, they may not focus on your singleness, which right. I think could be positive, you know, because I think that if you're thinking about your singleness all the time, you know, it's, you don't need other people to emphasize your singleness. That's true. That's <laughs> I mean, true. At least personally, I'm, I'm like, I know I'm single. You don't have to emphasize it for me. <laughs> yes. Or, or even processing. I think, I think where I'm going with that question is like processing out loud. Not that there needs to be, right, and I'll tell you where this question comes from. Um, uh, I love Tim Keller. Tim Keller is the pastor of um, Redeemer Presbyterian in New York City. He's been pastoring that church for over 25 years now. So he's kind of come up with a slew of books in the last five years that have been great. And his church is pretty, is known to be um, a large population of single people in New York City go to that church. Anyways, I'm not saying that a lot of single people only go to that church. I'm just saying he has a lot of single people. They did a conference on singleness two years ago. And he has like given talks on a theology of singleness, right? How we can have a godly perspective of the season and not have those unhealthy thoughts about it. Like that it's all a loss, that we're missing out on something or that it's given over to foolishness and sexual immorality. All of that he covers in the mm. theology of singleness. I, I personally found that to be so refreshing that I was like jealous for it. In all of like <laughs> in all of the many different facets of church that I've experienced in my life, like I feel like the more and more modern of a society that we have, I think the I mean even statistically, and I know I feel like we're both educated, so we know that like statistically people are getting married later, like that's just it is what it is, so it's almost like there's a shift now where. It's not, it's, it's not that we can always just hear analogies about life and being a married woman or having kids. It's like, no, I'm 35, I'm 40 and I'm single. Like that's, I don't relate to those concepts. They bear great value with scripture and stuff like that. I just think sometimes it's, it, it would be helpful if there'd be context about teachings on singleness that have less to do with us just wanting to be married and more to do with us bearing with our own burdens as single people. I haven't thought it through, but that's where I was going with that. I'm sorry, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think that if in that case, then yes, I feel like there hasn't been a lot of like biblical teachings about like the value of singleness and like the value of your relationship during this time. Cause I think that for me, I kind of, I bought like, the way I grew up in the church was kind of like, like you're you're the bride of Christ. So like in essence, you're like <laughs> it's right. kind of a weird theology. But you're, all of these essence, analogies talk about married. being a bride. Like, <laughs> all, like, <laughs> um, so I guess for for me, I I think because I kind of when people talk about like marriage and things like that, like it helps to kind of refocus. Like okay, well, what does this mean for me? Not necessarily like oh, I don't have a, like a physical husband, so I don't really understand how this applies. But I think that like, it would be helpful for us to have ministries that are specifically about, okay, like, you are a single person on this earth. What is like, what is the Lord um, using your singleness for? I think that that has been a lot of self-discovery that I think would be helpful if it were kind of like mission driven by the church. Yeah. 
And it's sad because even when I pose that question or when I think about it, I'm like, but maybe I'm just wanting the church to be like this place that serves my every need. And life is just not like that. Right. So I almost push back to my own self and like, you know, the church isn't going to have something for everybody in every season of life. And I wish it would, you know, but let's move on. Rapid fire question number three, do looks matter or no, they don't matter at all. I think looks completely matter. (laughs) And I may be a little shallow in this area, but I'm very much, I like if I, you know, and I think that it may be an individual basis, like what I find attractive, someone else may not find attractive. But as far as like who you're choosing to start a family with, like you may want, you know, to have kids with this person, like you have to think of, for me, I'm like, I have to think about the future. Like if if you're not, if I don't find you attractive, I don't know how we'll, we'll be able to build a family together. That's so beautiful. I, like I don't know if we're going to be able to build a family together if you're not. Like, that's a line. I might use that when I market my- this podcast, okay? Number four, what do you think is the top priority for every single woman in America? This can be as shallow as you want it to be, and this can be as deep as you want it to be. Um, that's, a, that's a really good question. Um, a top priority. Can I do like what I think it is and what I think it should be? Go ahead, yeah. Okay, so I think for most single women, it is like finding a partner, finding someone to marry. Um, but I think really, like in the time that you're single, and I think, and I think this is also because I've been single for a relatively like, like long time. But I'm just kind of like, you know, you have to make the most of where whatever situation you're in. And I think that like the time, the top priority of a single person should be like how do they make themselves the best that they can be um and what that's whether that's in their like career or as an individual or how they contribute to society like I think that you know you're never going to have the opportunity to be as I think like productive and um just available for anything as you are when you're a single person so it really should be making the most of this opportunity because um, it, you you know, who knows if you're gonna be able to come back to having that much freedom. Hey, that's good. I like that. I like that a lot. Be the best you is what I heard. Yeah. I yeah. Like that. So we're going to skip the next one, but number six, what, this is the, this is the question. Would you prefer being married at 20 or being single till 40? These are so hard. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that in retrospect, I think I would prefer to be married at 20 if and only if I married the right person. So I, I think that <laughs> there's more. Of, <laughs> um, so I think that if I were to find like my like God-given soulmate at 20, then yeah, I would have married them and I, I think that like because I think that there is an opportunity to grow together and I don't think that necessarily would have like hindered me from achieving what I wanted to achieve um but if I but just for the sake of getting married just to get married to anybody no I would prefer to be 40 just single until I was 40 right 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 you can't choose both though that's the whole point of this question anyway. <laughs> you can't do that but I think you I think you're a good married at 20 I think that's your answer I yeah think you're- All right. Number seven. What do you think about this scenario? Not enough single men or 
women aren't looking in the right area, right places? Mm. Um, that's a really good question. That's hard. <laughs> These questions are really hard. Um, I think I would say that I would say women aren't looking in the right areas. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, because I think I know a lot of good single men, um, but it's just a matter of what are you looking for and where are you looking, I think, as a woman. I think that if you go to the areas and you are look like of what you're looking for, you should be able to find it, I think. Good call, good call. And our last question is, arrange marriages or not? Nah? <laughs> the older I get, the older I'm saying, that's the first question. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Yeah, um, but I think for me, I I would prefer to actually fall in love, like, and meet the person who, you know, made me, like, feel like, oh, I want to marry this person. I want to have a life with this person, um, as opposed to someone telling me you have to marry this person. Gotcha. I like it. All right. I'm going to add one more question. What book would you recommend to the She Ventures tribe and why? Um, I would say Captivated. I'm not sure who it's by. Mm. Um, Shannon um, Etheridge, I believe. I believe so, yeah. Um, I think that book, for me, it really awakened, like, just my desire, like, understanding what my desires were, like, as a, as a woman, I think, and then, like, also my desires for marriage. Like, it really just caused me to really reflect and to think about, like, okay, like, is one is like marriage a true desire that you have or is it just because everyone tells you that this is a time in which you should be thinking about marriage like that you want to get married and then it caused me to think about um the mindset I have towards men and like um just some of the things like of my past and things that I've gone through I'm like oh okay like there's things that I have to work on like in my attitude towards men and being married and having a husband that like I need to work on now <laughs> as right. opposed to, um, you know, just kind of living life and being like, oh, I'm happy and single kind of thing. So it really caused me to take like a mental pause and to evaluate my life. Um, and very few books have done that. So that's why I say that. I like it. I like it. And now we've reached our grand finale. Um, so, so here's the thing. I watched this movie last year around Christmas. It was called Collateral Beauty. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, it actually tanked at the box office, unfortunately. Um, but it was a really pretty, it was a, a pretty decent movie. It was written by Alan Loeb and it starred Will Smith and, and sort of the basic premise around the movie. And it's not novel at all was that in the moment of your grief, make sure you notice the collateral beauty all around you. And so my question to you in closing Henrietta is what's the main collateral beauty you think you've seen in your singleness? Um, I think that it's just been how much um, I think I have to give. And, mm -hmm. like, I see, like, in the way that I'm able to serve my church and my friends in my, like, my family, like, that I have a lot of love to give and that I'm able to do that in my singleness. Like I said earlier, like, this is a time in which um, I have to 
um, to do things that I may not have the chance to do again or wouldn't have the chance to do if I were married. Um, so that's the beauty of, of, my, of being able to share my life with those around me. Love it. I love it. So much to give. <laughs> experience. Henrietta, you've been a blessing for sure. And I really feel like your answers to all my questions have been refreshing. And I know that a lot of people are going to feel uplifted by it and almost really relate to it as well. So thank you so very much. I hope to hear about your graduation or your dissertation with your PhD. <laughs> and I hope to get like some kind of signed poster or like <laughs> of your like dissertation or something but um <laughs> i wish you all the best autograph copies <laughs> <laughs> no for sure thank Thanks you so much so for much. your time thank all you right. so much for the opportunity i really appreciate it absolutely